and welcome to the second season of Dispel Magic, the podcast where we overthink how the magic of D&D might shape your campaign in surprising and unexpected ways. I'm Benjamin, game designer and writer. And my name's Dane. I'm a DM, podcaster, and voice actor. Again, for a second time this season, for this season. Oh, Benjamin, oh, that's bad. That's bad audio. Can, can, I, can I get you some water? I would love a glass of water, 10 gallons of water. Well, luckily, I have this first level transmutation spell available to me because I am a cleric or druid. We're doing create or destroy water today. Create or destroy water. Mm-hmm. Welcome to season two, everybody. Welcome. Uh, Bigger, ben- better, better. Benjamin does bits now. Water. Benjamin do. does uh, characters now. It's great. That was a character I was doing, yeah. It's a guy. Dry, dry guy. Dry guy. Mm-hmm. What made you uh, pick this one for our season opener? I was doing research into new spells and saw this one. And like some of the other spells we've covered, I can't imagine anyone in the history of 5e has ever taken this spell willingly. So I thought I should read it and see, you know, if there was any way to make this cool thing worth cool again having yeah and um you know in typical dispel magic style i found some weird stuff you could do with it so well let's uh let's talk a little bit about it creator destroy water is a first level transmutation spell available to clerics and druids it takes one action to cast has a range of 30 feet and a duration of instantaneous the spell text says you either create or destroy water period and then it goes it, it goes on from there Create water. You create up to 10 gallons of clean water within a range in an open container. Alternatively, the water falls as rain in a 30-foot cube within range, extinguishing exposed flames in the area. Destroy water. You destroy up to 10 gallons of water in an open container within range. Alternatively, you destroy fog in a 30-foot cube within range. At higher levels, when you cast this spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, you create or destroy 10 additional gallons of water. Or the size of the cube increases by 5 feet for each slot level above first. That's a lot of water. That's a lot of water. Hey, you want some water? Because I got a lot. Uh, Especially when I'm I'm at higher levels. (laughs) Right. Yeah, with the spell slots. One thing that's funny to me about this spell is how much it is what it says on the tin. It is just yeah. create or destroy water. Like magic missile could mean a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but create or destroy water is just, hey, but It's clean water. You're going to create some water? You might destroy it, too. Or you're going to destroy it. Yeah. One you or the other. You get to pick when you cast the spell. <laughs> you, you, in the notes, you say it's the snakes on a plane of spell names. Yeah. Well, you know, I think... I Not think a lot it, of surprises yeah, there. Yeah, I think it was Samuel L. Jackson who said that... I don't know if he said he took snakes on the plane just from reading the title alone, mm-hmm. but that what he loved about the title was just that like you knew if you were going to watch the movie just when you heard the title. Right. Because it everything that's going to happen on that movie is right there in the title, and everything that's going to happen when you cast the spell is right here in the name of the spell. It's no confusion about it. It's not maybe it'll do this other thing. It's it's going to create or destroy water. Now, you've said that you haven't taken it before, and you you haven't had any players take it before either. No. Well, I, like, I mean, I mentioned before, I've had very few druids. Mm-hmm. I run for very few druids. I've had a druid who was a water genasi who I, I believe took it, but she wasn't, we weren't as strict with it because uh-huh. the, the constraint of this really is the open container, right? Yeah. That's, that's what curtails any craziness, right. real craziness from happening. So I didn't 
put that restraint on her and she didn't go wild with it. Um, uh-huh. Just used it in appropriate ways. So, you know, we had fun with it, with water splashing down on people's heads and things like that. Yeah. Goofy pranks. Goofy. Goofy stuff. Yeah. Putting out a fire, like putting like out a... a fire. So besides creating and destroying water, this is probably just because older versions of D&D had it. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why I can't imagine why anyone would take this in 5th edition is this is not an edition where people are playing like hardcore survival Or games. adversarial. Right. Yeah. There's not a lot of hex crawling. I'm sure people are use 5e for hex crawls, but I, I don't hear about it very often. Yeah. Pretty much if you need water, there's water around. The, like that's yeah, hand just, wave. Just it's have just, water. Yeah. Finding water is not terribly interesting. So. Right. Have water. Yeah, it does kind of ring of the past adversarial nature of DMs versus players where, you know, oh, you didn't you didn't remember. So now you're going to suffer for it. Yeah. And then especially with the 30 foot cube of fog. How often does fog show up? I feel like that's a, a DM trick of, and now there's fog around you and you can't see. So I'm going to be able to attack you easier. I think if somebody took this spell, I would try to create situations where fog was around just to mm-hmm. allow them justify, to use it. Yeah. Just to justify them having the spell. Right. Interesting. But you can do some, you can do some kind of crazy stuff with this too, right? You can, you can first, I think we'll, we'll do the most boring, boring stuff you can do with it, which is weaponize the spell. Yeah. Who likes fighting? Yeah. That's boring Dungeons stuff, and but Come on. people do it sometimes. So might as well. Uh, Dan, like you mentioned, you can't, directly use this in combat because it requires a container so i think some people have suggested before that you could use this on a water elemental some people have even said you could use it to like desiccate a human being just suck all the water out of them yeah um but those things don't actually work because it has to be in an open container which i don't think a human body counts as an no it's a closed container yeah but there are a lot of other things that you that are within the kind of scope of this spell seeing a lot of math here benjamin Yes. So, well, you know, the spell creates between 10 and 90 gallons of water. And the first thing I thought of when I thought about how to weaponize this is that seems like a lot of weight. Water, water's heavy. Yeah. Water's heavy. So I did some Google and Google tells me that a gallon of water is 8.3 pounds. So when you cast a spell, even at first level, you're creating 83 pounds of water. Oof. So that's that's a pretty heavy container after you've... Because you got to cast it into a container. Um, but the container has to be anywhere within 30 feet. So I think the easiest way to weaponize this is to have pots or some other containers suspended from a ceiling. But in such a way that once they weigh like more than 50 pounds or whatever, they're going to drop. The the tensile weight of whatever is hanging exactly. down. You got to be real right on the money with that. Yeah. You know, with a first level version of this spell, you're creating 83 pounds of weight in that pot or container or whatever. At the ninth level spell, you're creating 747 pounds of weight. So if you, if you add that into a, it would be a pretty giant pot because that's 90 gallons of water, but actually that might be more almost bathtub sized. But anyway, regardless, we should do a Google about it's it. It's going to hurt a lot. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Well, I did do a Google search for swimming pools because I was wondering if you could fill a swimming pool with this spell. Right, and swimming quite. pools are like thousands or tens of thousands of, of gallons of water. So I was actually shocked by how little water this was relative to like filling a pool. It, it's hard to wrap your head around large numbers like this because a gallon is a lot. 
but when you think about it, I, I think a cloud is supposed to be ten billion gallons of water. I read that. <laughs> I read that on the yeah. on the news. Ten billion. Ten billion gallons of water. Each one. Yeah. Even the even the little ones, especially the little ones. Yeah, those are. Um, what do they What do they say? Less is more. I think that's where that <laughs> phrase comes from. So the pot thing. I mean, obviously, you're gonna have to <laughs> work really hard to orchestrate the situation where it's you another can home use alone. That. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a yeah, it's a home alone way of using the spell. Could fabricate help with this? If somebody fabricated pots, you could fabricate pot. I mean, like it would help mm-hmm. in the sense that you could fabricate a bunch of pots. So I also looked into weaponizing this by potentially filling up a pit trap, which is why I looked into the pool thing. Mm. And even a five by five by five area is almost a thousand gallons to fill Dang. up. So it, you're not, there's no, nothing there. Okay. Nothing doing. Yeah. You got to have like 10, <laughs> 10 druids capable of casting ninth level spells, all casting this at the same time to fill up. A five by five. We're not making five. any D and D water parks here. This right. isn't. This isn't. We're not changing the world in that way. That'd be cool. Though. That'd be cool though. We should figure that out. Well, just a, pl- a gate to the elemental plane of water would probably be sufficient. <laughs> That'd do that fine. Yeah. You Let's get- do that. Hello, friends. Dane here, saying thank you for listening and sharing our show. Telling other people about Dispel Magic is the best way for us to grow, along with you rating and reviewing our show on whatever podcast app you use. We've also revamped our Patreon. Benjamin is writing monthly spells, there's a behind-the-screen show where we talk about our home games, along with other little extras we'll be sprinkling in here or there. So, if you like the show, please tell a friend, rate and review, and check out our Patreon. Thanks again for listening, and happy spelling. On a grounded level, there's some ungrounded ideas later, but on a grounded mm-hmm. level. More practical yeah, speaking. Uh, one of the most world-changing ways this spell is going to affect your campaign is that clerics and druids can create comfortable settlements and climates normally too arid to support them. Even a first level cleric or druid can can create 20 gallons of water a day using this. So if you've got rations or can forage or whatever, that's... About 20 people you can keep alive just if you just do that. Well, it kind of goes back to the origins like we were talking about, the survivalist origins. Yeah. So it, it works very well for traveling parties, but also making outposts or right. or camps near things that are too dangerous or too far away from a natural water source. Like I said, at first level, you can create, as a cleric or druid, you're going to be creating 20 gallons of water a day. By fifth level, you'll be creating 160, and if your 20th level, for some reason, is still just doing this, you can produce 890 gallons of water each day. So it's about a gallon of water per person per day, is what I saw that's on perfect. the internet. That's, per- that's yeah. It's like they designed it to be that way. So you're gonna just in the short term, you can keep a lot of people alive, but in the long term, like if you if you're creating a settlement with just maybe five people, that gives you one to cast to have a bunch of water around for a couple days for you and these people. And then the other casting to start farming, start creating oh, rain on a right. garden and start farming. If you have time to set this all up ahead of time, you can even make like a reservoir of like just fill up gallons and gallons and gallons of water in a, in a reservoir. I think in a really arid climate, 
you're going to want to make it rain often enough for the ground to become kind of fertile and enriched enriched before right. you really try to to farm it i also looked up how many gallons of oh water you need for different crops oh and so jesus <laughs> so potatoes take 34 gallons of water to grow a pound corn takes 108 and grain takes 138 have have you heard of the the movie uh, the martian right yeah what yeah. what's going on there then cuz he had to have a lot of water to grow those potatoes well he might have been growing more than a pound yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's a, that's crazy. I just, I've just realized what what you were saying, what that means. I honestly don't remember. He uh, grew potatoes on Mars. No, I know Using that. his own biz. Do you like pee? I think so. Thirty four yeah. gallons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Pee to destroy piss. <laughs> if it's urine, can you still create or destroy? Can you destroy it? Can you if it's that's a really good question. I I don't think so. It's not water. It's it's urine. It's urine. If you cast purify food and drink, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think maybe you could make the urine water and then you could destroy. Thank but, God. Except for that urine is kind of pure on its own. Yeah, it's sterile. It is sterile. It's sterile. So I don't know yeah. if purify food and drink would really... Also, I don't know if urine falls into the category of drink, so... You're asking the questions. Way, the way you looked at me after that, <laughs> just like, this was my point. What is your counterpoint? Look, Dane, you ask me questions. I'm mm-hmm. going to give you answers. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's that's the dynamic we yeah. have. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're making oases. Yeah. So, so basically, in addition to being able to provide the direct water needs of the, the humanoids you have living with you, you are also capable of using this to... Uh, grow crops that the climate or the region might otherwise not support, which then leads to the question of why would anyone do that? You know, uh, a getaway. They want to. They want to get out in the world. Just have a place for their own, for their own. Yeah, some place where like nobody else goes, and it's yeah. just them and a small, very small number of other people. No, but but realistically, I, I think that there can be very rare resources in these places so if if for whatever reason like volcanic glass was very important in your world then you'd need a outpost by this volcano to be able to get this this volcanic glass or or maybe there's some high mountaintops that have uh, a herb yeah a rare herb. yeah or you want to start a cult <laughs> which is where my mind goes. Of course. A secret cult where they wear masks. Yeah, you go out to the <laughs> desert and you form this oasis, this little like desert paradise. Mm-hmm. And everyone's equal. Because yeah, because not only do you make life really great, because if you're like a druid that starts doing this, like I go out into the desert, I create a huge reservoir of water, I start making the land, you know, farmable by having it rain a lot. And then I start inviting people out to join me there. Hey, come on. Come yeah. out for the weekend. I got this So I'm great using Crater Destroy Water to keep that sure. oasis going. And then I'm using Speak with Animals to make sure all the animals are jiving with our community. I cast Goodberry to make sure people get Ooh, fed. Yeah. Ooh. When I, even when like lean, times are lean, I use plant growth to make sure no times are lean. Damn. Okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. So in addition to whatever this kind of like thing I'm preaching to them is, I also now have a community of people 
who are completely dependent upon me to survive. Hey, no pressure. Like Whoa. this whole thing goes very bad for them if I'm not around <laughs> to create to create or, or destroy, destroy water. water. <laughs> yeah. And the and the longer you keep this up, you know, and the higher level you get, mm -hmm. the bigger this can get. The bigger this can yeah. get until you've got this like maybe thriving like city state out in the desert that is that falls completely apart like is devastated if anything Unless. ever happens to its druid god king no one else can learn the spell you are the only one who's allowed to know the spell yeah you could banish other druids you banish from your... druids druidicism is outlawed but the thing is actually you wouldn't even need to banish druids like you might actually want to have a couple around mm -hmm. Because as long as they can't create as much as you, mm. you're still irreplaceable. True. Like that place is going to dwindle and die without you. So you keep them low level. Yes. You have a couple vassals. Yeah. Oh boy. If they start getting high level, that's when you like accuse them of betraying the doctrine or whatever it is you need to do. <laughs> Benjamin, to get that's kind of fucked up, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's what I'd do if I had this spell. <laughs> if I had this yeah. spell. And it gets worse though, too, especially because if you're a high level druid. Once at, once you reach 18th level, you only age at one tenth the rate as normal. No kidding. So this is a so this I is had a, no idea. This is a game you could keep going for a very long time. Which couple that with being an elf, right? Couple that with being an elf. You're living like a ten thousand years, and you've got this sprawling kingdom in this place where you sh it shouldn't be. And at that point, I love the idea of running a game where the king is dying mm. and the kingdom is looking for help. They're they're trying to recruit adventurers. Help, our king is dying. If something bad happens to him, surely our kingdom will come to ruin. And so you go on a grand adventure to save the king. And it's only after you rescue the king that you discover, or maybe along the way of rescuing the king, you discover that he actually created this entire situation where people are dependent upon him and he's got thousands of people trying to save his life. He's the bad because, guy. Yes, he's the bad guy. <laughs> he's because the bad guy. everyone dies because he created this terrible situation oh, that all hinges on him. Yeah, that's that's a that's a rough campaign. <laughs> Getting to the end of uh however long that is, what what, a year for a campaign, and then just to find out that he's a real schmuck at the end of it. Well, my mind, of course, goes to take a couple of levels in Bard, and you got yourself a rock star druid. Mm. Okay. Rock star druids! Ow! So I mentioned earlier that there, that's the grounded thing. Oh, that's the grounded that's thing. That's the grounded the, thing the that cult, can happen? Yes. The cult is the grounded thing. Yes, the... But let's get weird with it. The cult city-state... God King. God King. God King Druid. Adventure plot twist is the grounded stuff. Living for 10,000 years. The um, the not so grounded thing is that the spell destroys everything we know about physics and ecology. Magic, baby. Magic. Mm. Um, the spell is labeled transmutation, but it, you know, it doesn't say the air becomes water. It doesn't right. say anything else becomes water. It just says water is created. And so this is matter being created where there was none before. Um, I have no idea what all the implications, implications of that are. <laughs> um, but it seems like it, at the very least 
profoundly changes the nature of the what universe. is and isn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially because you can also destroy it. So now matter can be both created and destroyed. Story wise, I feel like you could you could talk about tapping into the elemental plane of water and, and that's where you're getting or putting it. Yeah, I mean, I guess in that sense, the existence of kind of like planes be outside of our universe that mm-hmm. are like already kind of do that because there's already matter that can come into our universe from another place. Yeah. Adding to the mass of that universe. But it's a first level spell. It's a first, it's a first level, level spell. spell it should both be able like, to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's both like, that's fundamentally like just throwing out a basic tenet of science. Yeah. Do you... Do you think it should be a higher level spell then? No, because why? Because that'll almost never matter in a campaign. It's just an interesting kind of like if you wanted to, if you wanted to feature. I often like the idea of featuring really esoteric books and book topics. Like whenever somebody goes to a library in a right. campaign of mine, I enjoy to coming come up, up with, with like weird topics, and I think that would be a fun create topic and destroy for, water. Yeah. What does it mean? I yeah, I think. I think you you could come up with a really fun book to put in a campaign about how the implications this, of create destroy water on how reality should be torn asunder from this first level spell, but it's not right where that's where we are. That's where we are. That's where we are. In terms of ecology, the biggest thing I think of is like first of all, it lets you grow plants that you normally wouldn't be able to grow in an area, which is pretty cool. By definition, going to mean that then animals are showing up in the region that are normally not able to survive in that region. Cast over a long enough period of time, I have no idea what this does, but if you have, if, if suddenly there's a lake where one would never have been before, I imagine that does things to the temperature of the region. I imagine that does things to the natural precipitation of the region. So... I'm sure there's some ecological studies about uh, uh, damming. (laughs) Well, no, about us in in the U.S. creating dams and lakes and things where they weren't before. I mean, I get the sense that if you did this long enough out in the desert, you might actually be able to terraform the desert. Mm, I'm thinking of Salton Sea. They did this at the Salton Sea. They created a a man-made lake, and now it's drying up, and all of the pollution that went into this lake is now concentrated into this disgusting muck. Um, and they didn't necessarily terraform it, but they did ruin the land in the area because of it. So, so that's one effect. I don't know if you call condensed pollution ruined, but sounds like tangerine and turtles to me. <laughs> it is the secret of the use. Yeah. You're right. Man, that the amount of giant, muscly ninja turtles that are around salt yeah, and sea. Yeah, I believe that. Overrun. Overrun. A lot, of, a lot of old rat men, too. That's cool. Well, if you have any ideas for your campaign based around Create and Destroy Water, you can tweet us them. Please, let us know. Season 2. Let us know about your ideas. Tweet yeah. them at DispelMagicPod on Twitter. That's right. We're super excited to be back. We hope you enjoyed this inaugural episode of season two. My name is Benjamin. You can find me on Twitter at Sterling Vermin, on the internet at SterlingVermin.com, and Dane. And I am Dane, and you can find me everywhere at Dane in Danger. You got a new one for this season? 
You got a new one? No. You, did you come up with the one? I didn't even think about it. Ah, oh, jeez. So all this planning. I had all summer long to figure out what I did, and I didn't do it. Mm. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again after your next long rest. Classic. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Dispel Magic. If this has inspired any ideas for your game, or you have another take on today's topic, please let us know on Twitter at Dispel Magic Pod. You can find Benjamin at Sterling Vermin and Dane at Dane in Danger. Thank you to Slim Mittens for our cover art, produced by Benjamin Huffman, produced and edited by Dane Fox McGraw.